Yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, audio engineer, producer of the shows, whatever he does here. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up indeed, Mike? What's up? Uh, we also have our pretty good best friend in the whole wide world. Dell is in the corner on standby. Anytime we need Dell, he's there for us. Dell, let the folks at home know you are real, Pumper Four. I am definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me from this show, Chris to Chris podcast. We've been on for 86 episodes. That's a long time. That's uh, six years, if my math is correct. If we, uh, we we do a new episode every every Friday. Which, by the way, you should subscribe to the show. We're available anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're now on Spotify. Some people have said, hey, that's awesome that you're on Spotify. I can't find you. Well, uh, yeah, that's because, you know, we're buried. Because we're, we're trying to get 8 billion people, but Spotify uh, thinks 8 billion listeners is too ambitious. They think that's going to destroy their servers. So they've buried us right now. But we, wanna, we want to earn their respect. Which means you can still find us on Spotify. If you go to uploaded.com, that's our website. We have links in, on any new episode. There's a link to the, the Spotify page. And, you know, there are ways to find it. You type in uploaded, Chris to Chris. I don't know. It's there. It's there. We have links to it. I want you to follow us, subscribe to us. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on your mama's podcast app. We're everywhere. Podcasts are sold for free. So subscribe. Okay, subscribe. Give us a nice five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us boost our numbers. Like I said, we want 8 billion listeners. Anyway, you might also know me from YouTube, Chris vs. the World Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel. We just uh, did a stream last week for the uh, PlayStation 5 reveal. Was that last week or the week before? I don't know. We did it. We did it. I think it was last week. I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We did it. We might have even talked about it. Anyway, point is, we have a great show for y'all this week. I think it's going to be great. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of uh, interesting things. <laughs> it's a good good sales pitch already. We're going to talk about, I don't know, it's, uh, mattresses or some shit. Uh, we're going to talk about hygiene. We're going to talk about uh, Star Wars Squadrons. It's a new uh, space shooting game from Electronic Arts. I'm really, uh, I'm really verbose today. I'm really uh, knocking it down with my thesaurus. My thesaurus, my tongue thesaurus. Am I making any sense? I feel like I'm really losing everybody within, uh, shit, three minutes. Point is, we have a great show for y'all. We have uh, some wonderful voicemails, some amazing listener questions. I'm excited for it. We need to get started because it is exactly 11 p.m. right now, which means I am, uh, I'm, uh, I'm recording this episode way too late. Way too late. Let's, let's, let's get into it. My, my mattress in a box uh, showed up on Tuesday. Last week I mentioned that I had ordered a new mattress. It finally showed up. It, uh, it flew all the way from the great state of Indiana, Indiana Jones. And it finally ended up in our mailroom. Which meant that I had to lug a big, clunky 80-pound box all the way from the mailroom to my apartment on the second floor. And I know what you're thinking. Well, 80 pounds is not that heavy. It's not. It's not. But when it's in a big-ass box... And it's not solid. It's not the uh, it's not the most convenient thing to uh, lug around. So that was fun. But uh, because I got a new mattress, that meant that I also had to get rid of my old mattress. A couple months ago, I was throwing away the trash, and I noticed that somebody just threw away their whole car in one of our dumpsters. You know, the the doors, the seats, the whole shebang. 
whole shebang was there. So I figured, well, if we're allowed to throw away cars, we've got to be able to throw away mattresses too, right? See, California charges you to get rid of your own mattress. They have some kind of mattress recycling fee nonsense. California charges you for everything. They, they charge you if you breathe in too much air during an asthma attack or heart attack or stroke. They'll, 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 they'll call, call that the, uh, the heavy breathing tax. If you use too much oxygen, California charges you for everything. So it's no, it's no wonder that they have a fee to get rid of something you already bought. To throw something away, you have to pay money to California. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't even want to get into it. It's it, it's it's a bullshit, bullshit fee. California has a bunch of them. Anyway, point is, I had to get rid of a mattress, and I didn't want to pay that stupid fee. So I definitely did not sneak out in the middle of the night and drag my mattress down two flights of stairs and throw it in the dumpster. I definitely didn't do that. Anyway, I think I like my new mattress. You know, uh, my wife is convinced that there's. Still kind of a some mattress smell to it. I can't smell it, but she has a, a better nose than I do. But uh, I like it. I like it. I can finally put a, a full glass of wine on it and jump around like a maniac. But that's also what sucks about foam mattresses. You know, you you can't jump. I mean, you you can literally jump, but you don't get any uh you don't get any bounce like a like a spring mattress. When I was a kid, I had a, a twin mattress with springs. And I do jumps and flips off the thing. It was amazing, right? That's what you do as a kid. You jump on the bed. You fuck up your mattress. And I jump on the thing all the time, right? Even as I got taller and I would start banging my head against the ceiling, I'd keep jumping. And you know, the more the more you bang your head against the ceiling, the less you realize that that's a bad idea. Anyway, this isn't the, the mattress podcast, Mike. I need you to, to reel me in every now and then, bro. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call... It's just the tip of the week. Okay, story time. I had to go to the uh, the dumb dumb math class in my freshman year uh, college. You know, the the remedial math class for for kids that didn't do too well on their uh, their entrance exam. Do you have to take an entrance exam, or do they just base it off the SATs? My SAT scores they were off the charts, amazing when it came to uh, anything like uh, writing or reading. You know, I, I was the man. But with math, they said, whoa, this fool is dumb. So they, they placed me in the, the dumb, dumb class. And I could be decent at math, but I have to learn it the right way. And that was rare. Eventually, I, I got put into a, a dumb, dumb math class that uh, used like software and it would like show you how to do a problem. That was what actually eventually helped me. It only took several years of schooling for that to happen. Anyway, luckily... This was actually the perfect way to uh, learn math because it was in a giant lecture hall and it was taught by a professor that thought this class was beneath her. She she loathed the class. She loathed her students. She loathed any question shouted to her from the back of the giant auditorium. So one day, I sit my ass down in the back of that lecture hall you know, so I could really learn the math. And about five minutes into the class, I suddenly lose all hearing in my right ear. Gone. Just like that. Just like you're listening. You're like, you're ready to fall asleep to the, uh, to the, uh, algebra. 
and all of a sudden you can't hear out of one of your ears. It was like half of the world had suddenly gone silent. You know, the, the right half of the world. And I started freaking out, man, right? I was envisioning a whole world where I had to tell people to speak into my good ear. And I was like, what, 19 years old, maybe? I was young. I was young. I'm, like, I'm too young to be deaf in one ear. And, you know, shout out to all of our uh, deaf listeners that uh, have been deaf for life or even a long time. You guys are the real heroes, not me. So I figured if I couldn't hear out of my ear, I did not want to spend another second in this farce of a remedial math class being taught by the most loathsome of professors. So I grabbed my backpack and I just hightailed on out of there. I just walked out straight to the health center. It took me in pretty much right away. I think they were uh, planning to amputate my ear for, you know, for some rich son of a bitch. They get me in, and uh, the doctor walks into the room. He says to me, so uh, what seems to be the problem today? And I say, what? He says, what's wrong with your ear? Oh, oh, I'm deaf now. The nurse said you were going to amputate it. So he pulls out the old lightoscope, points it in my ear, and he uh, he whispers to the nurse something. At least I think he whispered to the nurse. I couldn't hear. So she comes back with this pressure washer, you know, the kind of thing you use to take old paint off the side of your house, right? And then uh, she gives me some kind of ear bowl, you know, to collect the water and paint. They say, just hold this bowl below your ear for a second. And then he shoots the pressure washer into my ear, directly into my ear at full blast. And then suddenly, I can hear. I can hear. My ear and a piece of my brain are soaking wet, but damn it, I can hear. So I looked into my bowl, my ear bowl, and there sat the, the biggest chunk of earwax I had ever seen come out of my body or anybody's body for that matter it looked like something from a ren and snippy cartoon no joke it was gross but i could hear so i thanked the doctor and i told him you know if i ever get my own pressure washer i will name it after him anyway fast forward to this last sunday i finally got a uh, new ear cleaning kit from the amazon because uh because my wife and i have been having a hard time hearing each other lately Sounds like we're 70 or 80 years old. <laughs> but no, you know, I figured there's wax in there, right? So I decided to take the equipment for a test drive after a shower, and I found a bunch of earwax in my ear. Again. Again. Turns out that if you get rid of earwax, it just comes back again later. So this week's tip is to clean your ears out more often, but not too often, because I think earwax might help protect you from COVID. You know, if somebody sneezes in your ear, say, I'm good, I got that earwax. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. So EA, Electronic Arts, they revealed their new Star Wars game for this year. It's called Star Wars Squadrons. It's a flight game where you play in a squad of five pilots, you know, good guys versus bad guys which in Star Wars, I can no longer keep track. I think they used to be called 
the rebels in the empire. But now it's the uh, new republic versus the uh, uh, freedom fighters, the resistance. I I, I can't even. I, I don't remember. The new republic. Is it the, the new republic? I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty much the same guys versus the same guys. They, they, Disney was like, you know what? Fuck this. We're not, we're not coming up. We're not reinventing the wheel. It's the same guys. They're gonna, the, the bad guys are gonna look just like they did before. The good guys are gonna look just like they did before. Same shit. Okay, different name. They, they should have just called it the same thing. I digress. The whole thing uh, is is uh, very weird and confusing to me. This game. Rumor was, was that EA was initially planning to release uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3 this year, but they shat the bed so hard with Battlefront 2 and their microtransactions and loot boxes, they shat the bed so hard that they ended up canceling Battlefront 3, as the rumor goes. So I think that with no game ready, they had to fast track this one to come out this year. First of all, this game, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, is only $40, which is unheard of for an EA game. Especially an EA game with the Star Wars license attached to it. Unheard of. Second, by the way they worded it in their little press release, it sounds like it doesn't have any microtransactions in the game. Very weird. Very weird. I don't understand what's happening in this world anymore because EA loves microtransactions. Uh, them and Activision are some of the most egregious publishers in the industry. Actually, you know, throw take two on that pile and even Warner Brothers uh, to a certain degree. But EA is amongst the worst. FIFA will exploit the shit out of you. Anyway, I digress. I, I, th I, I think that they are trying to earn back some goodwill. They thought that they could pull the same dirty tricks they do with FIFA players on Star Wars players that are much more casual and they don't necessarily buy a new Star Wars game every year like it's a religion. They might be people that don't play that many video games. So all of a sudden they're like, what the hell? I have to pay to play as Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker? Uh, let me uh, digress for the third or fourth time in the last uh, five minutes. Digressing. Anyway. Third point here is that this game has full VR support. So that means you can fly around in an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter or an A-Wing or a, a, what is it, a TIE Bomber? Tide Bomb, that's what it's called, a Tide Bomb. You can fly around in all of these things in VR. The entire game can be played in VR. So it's, a, it's like a cockpit game. You're piloting these spacecraft, these space jets, we'll just call them that, and... It's in first person, so like you're, you're, it's pretty much like a flight sim, but more fun. You're shooting things. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the, the, the VR aspect might have sold me on this game because normally I'm just like, I, screw you, EA. Screw you. But this is like, this is when every now and then uh, a broken clock is right. I totally George Bushed that, that saying. Point is, uh, even a broken clock is right twice a day. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, even Trump can be that broken clock where he says something that's right. But we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Uh, maybe I should leave that just vague enough for like the ultra uh, leftists to just hate my guts, even though what I'm saying might, might be uh, right up their alley. 
You know, I, are we talking about Star Wars, not not Trump? I don't know. I don't know. The the VR supports on uh, the PC and PS4. Xbox versions get no VR. No VR for you. You guys remember uh, the Star Wars, the, the Rogue Squadron games? They were on the N64 and the GameCube. Those games were my shit. Especially Rogue Squadron 2. That was a launch game on the GameCube. It was one of that game spoiled me because like when you if you played Rogue Squadron 2 on the GameCube at launch, it was one of the most beautiful looking games on any console at the time. And you're just thinking, like, whoa, if this is a launch game and it looks this good, how good are GameCube games gonna look? Turns out, Factor 5, the guys who developed the game, were just really technical wizards. And nobody, uh, nobody ever matched it. Nobody ever made a GameCube game that looked as good as Star Wars Rogue Squadron two or three. But the the developers, Factor Five, they they did try to put out a Rogue Squadron trilogy on the Wii. I was gonna say a few years back, but it was probably more like ten years ago at this point. But because of some licensing bullshit, it never happened. It never happened. So as cool as this game might be, Star Wars Squadrons, I really, what I really want is a Star Wars Rogue Squadron trilogy on my Switch. That's what I really want. Also, this is a good example of why Disney shouldn't be giving just one company exclusive publishing rights to Star Wars, which is what they did with EA. Only EA can put out Star Wars games. So this is EA's one Star Wars game for the year, and that's probably because they have some kind of rule in their contract that stipulates that they need to put out at least one game per year. Actually, you know what? I... I'm giving them shit, but uh, they did put out a good Star Wars game last year, too. And I don't think there were any microtransactions in it. That was uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi or Fallen Jedi. I don't know. It was a, <laughs> it starred the, the red, the ginger from uh, Shameless, which I thought was a weird choice. You know, I, I would have been happier with a, a different casting. Unless, you know, I, I hope I hope he's a fan of this show. You know what I found out? That kid was the uh, weird red-headed kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Am I getting far enough into the weeds for you guys to turn off the podcast yet? I don't know. I don't know. Point is, Disney shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have done that. Remember when we would get like 20 Star Wars games in a year? Especially on a year where there was a new Star Wars movie? We get a whole bunch of Star Wars games from a bunch of different developers. A lot of them were garbage, just straight hot garbage. But there was a lot more competition and variety. So you did get some good gems in there. So instead of that now, we've got EA in charge of everything. They've got the keys to the whole castle. Don't like it. Oh, and in other nudes, uh, other nudes, in other nudes, uh, the Pokemon company announced that a Pokemon Snap sequel is in development for the Switch. That should have been our headline. We really should have been talking about Pokemon Snap. You guys remember Pokemon Snap? I remember renting it several times. And then what you what you would do is uh, you would play Pokemon Snap and then you would take it to a Blockbuster. And Blockbuster had these kiosks that you would insert the cartridge into and you could print stickers of the pictures you took. That was mind-blowing technology. The shitty thing about this uh, announcement for Pokemon Snap is now... You have to drive all the way to Oregon to uh, find a Blockbuster to print your print your stickers. So unless you live in Oregon, 
you know, because there's only one blockbuster. I, I guess I should have specified that. There's like one blockbuster left in the world, and it's in Oregon. So it's going to be harder to print your stickers, but it's pretty cool that there's a new Pokemon Snap game finally coming. Oh, hey, looks like we got a voicemail. Uh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's play this sucker. I, I think I recognize this number, actually. Yeah, I'm calling him now. Yeah. yeah. Hello? Hello, Christopher? Hello? I, I think I, I think I got his dancing machine. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Carol. Carol, hold on. Hold on. Christopher, this is your Aunt Marie. Oh, I knew it. Listen. I knew it. Listen. We're over here, and we're talking about you because you're just so cute, and everyone's asking about you. It's, it's our book club day. Sandra just left. We was, we was waiting for her to leave because she's such a bitch sometimes, you know? But she did, she did bring the good wine though, the one in the bottle, not the one in the box. But the one in the box, you just get so much more for your money. I'm always looking for, for ways to save a, a penny or two, you know? These, this day and age, you just have to, right? Yeah, Carol's, Carol's shaking her head. She agrees with me. Listen, we miss you so much and you don't call me. You never call me. Mm-mm. We got these fancy snacks. Oh, and I gotta tell you, I have to eat some more of them because I'm feeling a little buzzy. Just a little buzzy. Oh, oh, Carol, that's the good one. Yeah, give me one of those prosciutto things. Yeah, yeah, just hand me one of those. Hey, Christopher's on the phone. Oh, well, his voicemail is. Anyways, I hope you're doing well. We miss you so much. Oh, this wine is so good. Anyways, I love you. You little put em, you know, I miss you so much. Just give me a call back when you can. Right now we're we're reading Fifty Shades of Grey for the sixth time. I don't think we've changed our books in months. We just got to keep reading because that Christian Grace is just, just a great man. You're such a great, just like you, you're just such a good man. We just appreciate you so much. Anyways, oh, call you Auntie Marie sometime. We love you. Don't kiss us. Kiss. Oh, I got lipstick on the phone. God damn it. Woo! Well, <laughs> first of all, thank you very much for the voicemail, Aunt Marie. It's been way too long. Way too long. Is your family from Jersey? Well, that's how long it's been, Mike. I haven't talked to my aunt in so long that I forgot she lives in Jersey. And I've always loved that New Jersey accent, right? It's so sexy. You talking about your aunt? No, shut up. Shut up. I'm just saying that her voice reminds me of that sexy New Jersey accent. Anyway, I have yet to read the Fifty Shades of Grey books, but that's because, you know, they weren't written for me at all. She's your aunt, bro. I wasn't talking about my fucking aunt, Mike. You know what? Forget it. Forget it. Thank you so much for calling Aunt Marie. It was a true pleasure. She's got to be like 30 years older than you, dude. Mike, I swear to God. Thank you, Aunt Marie. I hope we get to hear from you uh, very soon again. You know, please keep calling. Please keep calling. We shouldn't go this long without talking to each other, or at least hearing from each other slowly, back and forth. Anyway, let's move on to the news. Let's see what happened this week. Uh, Oh, John Bolton has a book coming out. He says that Trump pretty much committed treason. But, you know, John Bolton is a war criminal. So, you know, Mr. Bolton, maybe don't throw stones 
when you live in glass houses, right? Right? You're not such a great person yourself. Let's see what else happened here. Oh, I live in California. I might have mentioned that a couple hundred times. And today, as I record this on Wednesday, for the next uh, 35 minutes, it's still Wednesday. Today, the governor, uh, Newsom, said that face masks are back in. I know we were trying to roll this ish back. We are trying to uh, make the world back to normal again. But it turns out COVID didn't go away. It's still a thing. And so face masks are back in. And a lot of people in uh, local Facebook groups are freaking out, pissed off. Newsom is a fascist. Fascist? He's just a piece of shit. I don't know. I didn't... I'm not a big Governor Newsom fan. You know what? If you guys don't live in California, you might not care about this. Oh, well, I, I don't know. I guess I could be asking you uh, how your state is uh, bungling things. But if I were to ask you that, it would just be uh, dead silence on your end. Because we can't hear each other in this format. I don't know. This is the quickest news we will ever do on this show, I think. And that's mostly because I'm very excited to uh, get to our next voicemail. So let's uh, go ahead and play that. Hello, this is Colos Dolos. I heard on the last podcast that my good friend Mike is with child, and I am sure that the baby daddy is not stepping up to take care of this child. But I, Colos Dolos, want Mike to know that if anything unfortunate should happen to him, I will gladly take the child and raise it as my own. I just need him to meet me at midnight at the docks on Saturday, and we can finalize all of this. So please, Mike, come. It is I, your friend Colos Dolos. I wish to take care of your unborn child mm -hmm. and take care of you, if you understand what I am saying. Wow. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you, Mr. Colos Dolos, for leaving that wonderful voicemail. Very, uh, very touching. I forgot that we talked about your pregnancy last week, Mike. Uh, sorry again for spilling the beans on that. I know you probably weren't ready. But the good news is that uh, Colos Dolos wants to raise your child for you. That's nice, right? Makes things a little easier for you. And, you know, he also wants to still meet you at the docks, which you apparently have yet to do with uh, Colos. It sounds to me like he's got your best interests at heart. I think you should meet him on Saturday night. Colos, uh, I know I've said this to you before, but Mike will definitely be there on Saturday night, which is like tomorrow if you're listening to this the day this episode airs. Any thoughts, Mike? Yeah. Thinking, I wish it wasn't so hard to get a new gig during a pandemic. You and me both, buddy. You and me both. Anyway, thank you again for that voicemail, Colos. We've also got uh, one more voicemail from a very special listener. Didn't know this guy was listening, but I'm very excited that he is. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, Mike, why don't you just go ahead and play the message. Hey, this is Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? What's the deal? What is the deal with not actual gameplay footage? If I wanted to know what a game looked like when I'm not playing it, I just wouldn't play the game. It's false advertising. All right. Well, I'm glad you got your first celebrity caller. Whew. First of all, <laughs> thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. I want to say 
right out the gate that you nailed your own voice. Don't say that to people often, but you nailed your own voice. Just nailed it. Second of all, I had no idea that you were into video games. No idea. Because I don't think I've ever heard you talk about video games before. But I'm glad that you are. I'm glad that you are into video games. But since you asked, what is the deal with gameplay trailers without actual gameplay? You know that Star Wars uh, Squadrons game I told you about? First trailer they showed? It wasn't gameplay. They said, oh, this is in-engine. In-engine footage. But it wasn't gameplay. You know, it was all... It was like Toy Story. Toy Story in space. But less interesting. I don't want to talk bad about it. It could be a good game. And I might buy it. Shit, I might buy it. But uh, speaking of uh, trailers without gameplay, the most egregious of, of uh, examples of that would be from like a, a couple weeks ago was Ubisoft had a Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay trailer. They called it that. They called it a gameplay trailer, and it had zero gameplay in it. It was just more of that in-engine nonsense. and It wasn't gameplay. So, Jerry, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's like, why am I even bothering? I could just be uh, watching somebody play on Twitch at that point, right? Or not really. I could just watch a video. Or I, I could just watch the cutscenes that are labeled as gameplay for some reason. I don't know. Thank you very much for the uh, the voicemail, Mr. Seinfeld. Really, really happy that you are listening to this show. It really puts uh, an extra layer of, of uh, I'm going to try to say this word without actually uh, remembering how it's spelled, reputability. I'm pretty sure that's not a word, but it, it, I'm saying that you've, uh, you've boosted our reputation. So this is now Chris to Chris, the podcast listened to by Jerry Seinfeld and Colos Dolos, and now my Aunt Marie, which is just wonderful. So we're in Jersey. We're in Jersey. I think uh, Jerry lives in New York. We're in Jersey. New Actually, no, he moved to Hollywood, right? Right? No, it was, uh, it was, it was, shit. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry moved to Hollywood. I feel like I'm uh, talking about the redhead from Malcolm in the Middle here. I feel like I'm losing you. The redhead from Malcolm in the Middle was only in a few episodes. He grew up to look a lot different. He's He, he was in Gotham. He played the, I'm not Joker. I don't know. I didn't watch Gotham. But he played the guy who was pretty much Joker, but not Joker from what I hear. And he was also in uh, Shameless. And now he's the, the guy from that Star Wars game from last year. Which was a good game, but very glitchy. Their trailer, I think, had gameplay. Bringing it all home. You gotta, you gotta take it full circle. So, if if I the, the rule of podcasting is is if you start to lose them, drive it home. Just like just lose them completely. Hey, you know if you're asleep, wake up, wake up. We're we're still doing a show. We're still doing a show. Anyway, as always, if anybody is interested in leaving us a message to play on this show. You can call us at 909-GUN-DOPE, 909-GUN-DOPE, or 909-486-3673. But the easy way to remember it is 909-GUN-DOPE. You know, we'll, we'll take your questions, your comments, your criticisms. Just remember that for legal purposes, uh, well, uh, I was going to say we need your name. We would like your name, maybe a general location. It helps show that this show is growing beyond compare. 
So we uh, just just remember, just remember that if you do leave us a voicemail, that we will probably play it. Okay, okay. My lawyer Mike makes me say that on every episode. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Dell, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Dell. Our first question comes from Yilly. Yilly asks, have you ever played Escape from Monkey Island? Thank you for the question, Yilly. Escape from Monkey Island. I think you're trying to say Ape Escape, not Escape from Monkey Island. I think it's called Ape Escape. And yes, I have played it a few times. I also played the Metal Gear Solid version. I think Metal Gear Solid 3 had like a Ape Escape minigame. Because both of those games were published by Konami. Wait, no, you're talking about that story game on the PS2. As a matter of fact, no. I have not played Escape from Monkey Island. However, I did play the original Monkey Island game on PC. Like, I think they... I don't remember how I how I got my hands on it. But it, it, I think it was released... Like, they gave it away for free. And it was like the remastered version. I think you could toggle between the original graphics and the new graphics. Just on the fly it's pretty cool i remember it being it being funny and a lot more two-dimensional than the ps2 game the, the ps2 game it was all about the polygons polygons uh, after the playstation 1 and the n64 or the ps2 the gamecube and the xbox all of a sudden games were starting to look a little better right like a lot better that first generation of 3d it was a little rough but playstation 2 they're like ah polygons let's uh, these these uh, publishers and developers were like we're gonna we're gonna bring our franchise to the next level with 3D. 3D 3D doesn't age as well as 2D though, and the one I played was 2D. So that is a long walk to lead a horse to water. But I have played the series. I just haven't played that one. I do like story games though. Like you know, like Sam and Max, the the Walking Dead Telltale games, and the Batman Telltale games, that sort of thing. I do like story games. Thank you for the question, Yuli. That was uh, that was a uh, deep cut. Ken asks, if you had to eat at McDonald's every day, why? Good question, Ken. If I had to eat at McDonald's every day, it's because my only other option for food was Quiznos. I don't think I've ever enjoyed anything from Quiznos. It's almost like you feel bad for Quiznos, and then you go in and... You remember, okay, like, you guys earned this reputation. You suck. You suck. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 that would be my only only reason for eating McDonald's every day. Because I honestly don't eat McDonald's. I did, I did break my not-eating-McDonald's streak a few months back. Actually, my wife was still pregnant, I think. I think she had a craving uh, after, like, a hospital visit. And we, we went to McDonald's for breakfast. I got a hash brown. Got a hash brown. But, you know, since we're talking fast food here, uh, Sonic, Little Caesars, Sparrow, they're all objectionably, uh, objectively terrible as well. Sparrow, I was on a field trip. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on a field trip to a mall. I don't remember why we were on a field trip to a mall. But I hit up Sparrow because I was like, you know, uh, for my lunch, I was like, let, let me get some pizza. Let me get some pizza. So I went to the Sparrow. I ordered a slice of pepperoni pizza. Dude gives me a slice of cheese. I, I say to him, I ordered pepperoni, bro. And I don't know like what his deal was, but he takes the slice back. 
He turns around. He throws some cold pepperonis on it and gives me the pizza back. And I think I was like in eighth grade or something like that. I should have just uh, thrown that shit in his face. What was he really going to do? What was he really going to do? He's the kind of asshole that puts cold pepperoni on a pizza and gives it back to somebody. You know what? Uh, if I ever run into that guy, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw something in his face. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Ken also asks, uh, if I had Superman's powers, would I be good or evil? And how often do you think I'd eat at Arby's? Ken, I think you'd be evil. And the reason you would be evil is because you would eat at Arby's every single day, which is not very super of you. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Yilly asks, who is Lightspeed? Yilly, Lightspeed is 186,282 miles per second. Who is Lightspeed? Oh, you said, who is Lightspeed? Lightspeed is my new best friend in the whole wide world. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Dell. Lightspeed is officially our new best friend. We can get that on some kind of banner, maybe. You know, he's our new best friend, at least until he crosses some sort of line, which I think is inevitable. Now, we just need Lightspeed to ask us questions every single week until he dies. Hope that, I hope that buttered him up enough to do that, too. Well, we're trying to get, we're trying to get more people. And, you know, uh, Lightspeed, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't already, please, uh, like our Facebook page for your mom. I'm not officially asking you that, but uh, I'm not not asking you that either. Uh, Ken asks, on a scale of 1 to 10, how heavy do you think you are? Ken, I'm at least a 10. I keep seeing my baby though, right? He's like 12 pounds maybe. 12 pounds, 12 and a half pounds. And I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of getting back to my baby weight. I think that's a good weight to be at. So I'm going to be going through all kinds of eating disorders and whatnot, at least over the next few months. I'll let you guys know how it goes, but uh, yeah, plan to plan to get down to baby weight. My wife's super stoked about it. Uh, Sean asks, I want to complain about how fast my grass grows. Who do I send the letter to? Sean, please uh, send your complaints uh, to any address in California. And please include a cup of water in your envelope, you know, because grass no longer grows here. It's probably going to look like a Mad Max situation within the next, uh, I don't know, 10 years, decade. It's going to look like Mad Max here. And you're going to be over there with your fancy overgrown lawn, just laughing away, wondering why you were even worried in the first place. And we'll all be dead. Sean also asks, Also, who do I complain to about the coronavirus still being a thing? Can we just hit the off button already? Sean? There is no shortage of dipshits to blame for the coronavirus still being a thing. You know, you, you, could, you could throw a rock into a crowd and you are likely to hit somebody that's helping the virus thrive. You know, but if you are throwing a rock into a crowd, you got to make sure you're throwing that shit hard. Because if they're still conscious, they're going to kick your ass. They're going to kick your ass, point blank. Thanks for the questions, Sean. Uh, Ken asks, how often do you like to be talked down to? Ken the only time I like to be talked down to is when I'm trapped in the bottom of an elevator shaft and the firefighter is yelling down that we're going to get you out of there okay, buddy, real soon. Because you know that guy has no idea how long it's actually going to take. But what the hell am I going to do? I'm stuck at the bottom of an elevator shaft. So that's the only time it's acceptable to talk down to me. Yuli asks, 
Why do you care so much about mom's Facebooks? Speak of the devil. We just went over this with light speed. That's a great question, Yelly. It's simple math, really. Moms make up approximately 100% of the likes and shares on Facebook. So, of course, I want your mom in my corner, right? Your mom would be a huge asset to me as a podcast producer. So if we have any new listeners to this show, we do not officially encourage this, but we might be able to look the other way and, you know, wink. If, you know, you were to pick up your mom's phone or tablet or get on her computer when she goes to the bathroom, right? Yeah, especially if it's a computer or a laptop, whatever. She's not locking that ish all the time. She might have just set that down, goes to the bathroom, maybe goes to grab something from the kitchen, you know, just walk into the hallway for something. She has her Facebook. You know that thing's still logged in. You just pick up that phone, tap on that Facebook, type in up and loaded, hit that like button. Boom. Your mom is officially following us on Facebook. And you know she has a Twitter or an Instagram. Less likely that your mom has a Twitter, but it's possible. But very likely your mom has an Instagram. If you do the same thing on the Instagram. But at the very least, I know your mom has a Facebook. So get on the Facebook and like up and loaded. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Your mom is going to love our content. That's all I'm saying. I'm not officially endorsing that. It's just that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Ken asks, if tomorrow a meteor the size of Pebbles, uh, you know, the Pebbles, uh, Fred Flintstone's daughter, if that, if a meteor the size of Pebbles hit the Earth, would it be the size of infant Pebbles or teenage Pebbles, and who would it hit? Ah, oh, great. Not this old question again. <laughs> I think by the time the meteor hit the Earth, it would be the size of infant Pebbles, but it would still create, you know, a huge bam-bam. I hope you're groaning right now. I don't care. I hope you're groaning. I think who it would hit, I think it would hit Eugene from Hey Arnold. I know the timelines don't uh, don't match up, but I think it would still hit Eugene from Hey Arnold because that kid had the worst luck. Thank you very much, everybody, for the questions. As always, feel free to ask us a question on our Facebook. Every week we, we ask for your questions on our Facebook, on our Twitter. You can also ask on our website at upandloaded.com. Upandloaded.com. It brings uh, up and loaded together. <laughs> we need to end this show. We need to end this show. I thought I was going to be done by midnight, uh, just putting the whole thing together. That is a pipe dream. That is a pipe dream. I'm losing my, my words. I'm losing my words and my spit. Let's wrap the show up with some poll results. Why don't we? Why don't we? Uh, last week on our Twitter... By the way, we put up a poll, if you're new to this show. We put up a poll on our Facebook, on our Twitter. We don't know where. We don't know where it'll be. But last week we did it on our Twitter, at Up and Loaded. We said, is the PlayStation 5 attractive? Everybody was split down the middle. It was a three-way tie. Some of you said, yeah, it's kinky like me. Others said, no, this is ugly. Absolutely not. And then the rest of you said, it has a good personality. And I'll give you that much. It has a good personality. But I don't think it's pretty. This week's poll asks, what is the best box of wine you can buy? That's inspired by my Aunt Marie. So what is the best box of wine you could buy? Don't forget to subscribe to this show. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free. Uh, again, you know, your mom needs a page to like. Up and Loaded is there. We'll be there for you. Uh, guys, this has been episode 86 of Chris to Chris. And as 
long as this episode is, we're actually wrapping up a little bit early compared to the last few weeks. So thank you very much for joining us. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else.